0: Welcome back to another episode of Soul of the Game. I'm your host, Cameron Winston, with my boy, Chris Reed.
1: Yo, yo, what's up, what's up, what's up?
0: So, you know, it's official. We are partnered with The Post Podcast Network. So now we are actually, you know, co- you know, working with them. We cover Clippers content, but we still stick to the usual. Stick to OG Soul of the Game and talk, you know, what we usually talk, barbershop talk. Like yeah. sports, pop culture, music, everything. So... Let's get into it right now. So tomorrow is the AFC and NFC championship game. In the NFC championship game you have the Rams and the Saints. Right. AFC championship game you have the Patriots and the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. So I right, let's go to the AFC, let's go to the AFC side, stick with it right now. Uh how you feel how you feeling, bro? Like what are your thoughts on that game? Who do you and who do you who are you giving the edge to as well?
1: Who am I giving the edge to? You say AFC or NFC? AFC. AFC. First of all, first let me I'll just say let me pick for both sides first. I go Rams and Saints, I'm taking Rams. And then Patriots against Chief, I'm taking Patriots. I'ma just say that. And I guess I'll just I get into both. I say cause right now it's almost the same for both, for both teams. So I could just knock it out in one shot. Reason I say Patriots and Rams mm-hmm. as I think they're more of a complete team that's why um, for the Patriots the offense of the um, Patriots is I already know it's it's good just because they have Brady mm-hmm. I mean but now Sony Michelle's running the ball like he's putting a Pro Bowl numbers started like at the end starting into the playoffs That's how good he's been running, getting 150, 150. 150. I mean, like, the last three games uh, into the playoffs, he had, like, 100-plus, you know, 20. 20, And plus, he can catch the ball. Then you got James White coming out of the backfield. Gronkowski, obviously, is He's a big X Not Gronkowski. Gronkowski hasn't been a factor, obviously. And then you got Edelman, who's going for, like, 100-plus yards, too. And then you got Tom Brady back there. And then their defense is starting to play well. That was their main concern too. Their defense wasn't playing good. But towards playoffs, they've been playing well. Mm-hmm. And then same thing with the Rams. Rams, obviously, you got Gurley. You got Woods. Right? And then on the other side, defense, you got uh, Donald and Sue. And so Sue's wash. I mean, he, up there. He, he's not as good as Donald. He's not as good as he was mm-hmm. either. But, I mean, he's still a body that you have to account for. And sometimes that's all that matters, because when you have to have a body that account for, and they got to worry about you, it makes the other team change the game plan, mm-hmm. and they have to game plan for you different instead of just focusing on Donald. And then you got Peters, and then back there, sometimes they can have really good games, sometimes they don't. Yeah. But I think you know their defense is stepped up a little bit too, because. They were, they were playing kind of trash midway through uh, the NFL season, and that's my problem with the Saints. Saints offense, I would rank better than the Rams, but their defense as far as secondaries is horrible, mm-hmm. and that to me, that's the key, because obviously their run defense, I think they can limit Gurley in some ways, but now you got to worry about CJ Anderson too, so now that just makes it harder from the first time that they faced him and then their secondary is terrible and now Woods is going to be out there mm. and you know that's so that's really what I see being the x-factor is that just the Patriots and the Rams are more complete teams to me um than the Chiefs and the Saints but I do give uh Saints credit because they got they do have Drew Brees obviously talented court well talented to say the least but he has a lot of playoff experience and he's won a Super Bowl So that'll take them, you know, farther because golf hasn't got to that level yet. And then vice versa, same thing with the Patriots. You got Tom Brady, five-time champion, you know, been in many Super Bowls, has that playoff experience against Patrick Mahomes, you know, haven't been there yet. So, I mean, I I think it'll be some good games. Definitely excited to see. What about you?
0: Oh, I hope we do get, finally get some actual good games. Um, I think the best game, let's see, the best game of the playoffs so far I think has been Eagles and Bears yeah I, um, yeah I agree for me you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna write off the Chiefs I think they're gonna they're gonna put up a fight because I mean mm-hmm. like I said I was I was really impressed with the out with the defensive outing that the Chiefs had uh last week against the Colts um I think no one expected that yeah that's true. no one expected that at all I mean they completely you know dominated dominated the Colts and mm-hmm. Edgebooks. Andrew Luck isn't a scrub. He was playing at a high level coming coming into this, in, coming into that game. Um, in terms of Patrick Mahomes, that's the MVP for me. Um, I agree. And I, was, well. I was really impressed with uh, Damian Williams too. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude had over 100 yards rushing last w- uh, last week. So I'm not. I mean, I want the Chiefs to win because you know I don't want I don't want <laughs> to see the town and <laughs> the Patriots in the Super Bowl anymore. Uh-huh. But I do have to. If I have to pick a team, I'm gonna go with the Patriots. I, I know that's side. Yeah. because I mean, you know, as much as much I was knocking them, talking about they're old, they're done, dynasty's over. I think I was, and I think I was saying that last week. Mm-hmm. Um, nah, after last week when I saw <laughs> when I saw the game against the Chargers, I was just like, up oh, here we go again. I
1: know. I, and on uh, the Patriots, they kind of remind me of like the Warriors. They start off the season sometimes like. Not winning as much, kind of looking bad, losing the teams they shouldn't lose to, and everybody starts questioning them. Like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. Is this the end of a dynasty? Then, when it starts coming to playoffs, just a click like that, and they're right back to top shape. That's really how I feel about them.
0: Yeah, because honestly, after you know, it was twenty-one-seven in that game after the Chargers drive, and it was another three-and-out. So before the Patriots even got the ball back for the fourth time, before they scored their fourth touchdown. I turned I turned the TV off. I was like, well, I'm <laughs> going upstairs. I'm not watching the rest of this game. Screw this, man. It was boring, man. I was just, nah. Yeah. But um, came to the NFC side. Um, something you forgot to mention with the Saints that is really underlooked is uh their run defense. The Saints' run defense is one of the top in the NFL. You're right. So and they and they made Gurley struggle a lot. You know when they played you know, them, earlier in the season. Yeah. So I mean I have to give uh, credit to the Saints for that uh, I'm going I'm going with the Rams only just because for me um, I think I think if you have to pick out of the quarterbacks who's gonna win you this game it's gonna be Drew Brees hmm but I don't know I just I'm gonna go with the Rams just because you know you got Gurley. they starting to find a tandem with CJ Anderson and Todd Gurley. Um the same with the Saints I've always said I've always said this you only have now you have a key to lead back and Marcus Peters is you know, is out there. You know, Marcus Peters has been up and down these last two years. Um, a keep to leave is a keep to leave but you know we all know he's getting up there in age.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All you gotta do is shut down one guy for the Saints, for their receivers. Yeah. And that's Michael Thomas. So you if you shut on you if you can shut down Michael Thomas, who else is Drew gonna throw to? Yes he has Alvin Kamara. Mark Ingram's not really a pass catcher out of the backfield, it's mainly Alvin Kamara. Mhm. So it's like, but yeah, like I said, you have the tandem of Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram for the Saints, but really, realistically, there's only three people on that team that's really making making an impact. I mean, not and not of course including Drew Brees. Um they're all like the, the Saints offense line is stellar. I mean, the, when they played them earlier in the year, uh I don't I think they only allowed either one sack or not any sacks. So but I was very impressed with the Rams defense last week as well, um just him, being being able to shut Ezekiel Elliott down, so okay. that was very impressive to me. Uh, I even agree though, Even with, that. with the watch, even with the get it up there in age, ah, yeah, Nadan Kinsu yeah. almost messed up his name. Uh, you still got Aaron Donald. Like I said, I like I said, if you want to stop Aaron Donald, you have to watch the film on the Eagles and Barry game, and I think that's that's one way. So we'll see if they if they can stop him. I don't think they will, especially with uh, Andreas Pete. Yeah, I think he what he. Yeah, Sir John, on, on his hand I think, and so he's he's not even 100 percent healthy, so that's gonna be that's gonna be an issue, but hopefully it's the Rams. I'm going for the Rams. I used to go Saints going to the Super Bowl, just but after last week, after they wanted to play dreams and nightmares, they <laughs> want to try to mock the Eagles wearing the ski mask, and I was like, nah, I hope they lose, bro. I really hope <laughs> they lose. <laughs> so yeah, so you know. Super Bowl I want to see is Rams and Chiefs. Rams and Chiefs. Super the Super Bowl I think we get is Rams and Patriots. Out of that Super Bowl, I think Patriots winning. Yeah, I got pay. I got like I. I said last week I was just like after I saw that game, oh Patriots gonna win it
1: again. I, I know I either want I think Patriots and Rams, but if it was if I could pick the two teams to go just for matchup reasons. I would want to see Patriots Saints or like you said Rams and Chiefs Rams and Chiefs because I want to see a rematch of the game that we had during the season that was one of the best football games I've ever seen and then two Patriots and Saints because Tom Brady, Tom Brady and, Brady and, Drew, and Drew Brees yeah right.
0: Hall of Fame quarterbacks one going, yep. going up against each other and that's so, what yeah. I
1: want to see so yeah I also forgot to mention one thing too for the Patriots just uh, a quick note the way they handled the rush i mean like the pass uh rush oh, yeah. that oh. yeah that's sub- that surprised me i was impressed because bosa and ingram those those guys are monsters and they virtually took them out of that game they had no effect tom brady basically got to sit back there the whole time and just pick them apart partly Chargers' fought for playing his zone against brady i don't know why they would do that he's well, known for picking well, apart zones but, but really but,
0: how can you what what way can you play play against them though
1: I mean, if it's anything,
0: hard. it's just a difficult
1: problem. I mean, cause well, Gronk isn't playing like Gronk is. I mean, you could do maybe like a, uh, yeah, like a man with maybe a double on Gronk. So he doesn't get hot cause he is big. He's a matchup problem, even though he's kind of old, but if you let him go one-on-one, he can get going. Mm-hmm. So I mean, maybe one, o- just go one-on-one force him to beat you one-on-one and then rush him. But if you only rush Bosa, Ingram and one other player, and then sit the rest in the zone you're giving Brady all the time in the day to, to see your defense and then pick you apart and that's all he did mm-hmm. underneath and he's known for that a lot of quarterbacks how they like to do they like to try to go over the top and get it in big plays Brady is known for having drives of 13-15 minutes with just 12-15 pass attempts picking you apart underneath taking five yards at a time till they get the touchdown I mean, when you think about it, that's a lot of time to take off the clock. That matters in the end. I mean, say it was a close game. They got smacked that game. But if it was a close game, you know, that that matters. All that time that's coming off the clock because he's just picking you apart. Five yards, six yards, nine yards. Then he might go over the top for like 23 when you get comfortable and go right back down to five yards. I mean, I don't know why they played zone. If it was me, I would have went man because, I mean, you got Edelman. Worst that happens, I guess, is the matchup. To me, really, I see a problem is James White coming out of the backfield. I mean, and they were, and they were killing it. Like that was, yeah, that was.
0: I mean, it wasn't the. Lead, I think he was the leading receiver. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he was really killing it that game. And He became the, the X factor. I think James White is just something you have to. Somebody have to just have a focal point. On, exactly. On so
1: that's exactly why I would not want a man like you don't. Tom Brady doesn't run. I mean, yeah, he ran for that touchdown the one time, but look how there close there were. I mean, 20 20 yards over on the other side, he's not going to run that. So if it was me, I would go man, maybe double Gronk, or you can double Edelman, whichever one you want. I'd probably double Gronk though, maybe Mm -hmm. double Gronk. And then I would have a shadow, maybe a linebacker to follow James White out of the backfield. (laughs) And then you rush everybody else and have everybody else man up Mm -hmm. force brady to throw it deep play underneath make him throw it over top maybe have one safety help i mean that's just really how i would do it i know obviously it's a lot easier to say and try to scheme than to actually do it in the game but that's just how i feel let
0: me ask you this just last question on this topic um biggest x factor in each game who do you think has has the biggest game
1: um Okay. Patriots and Chiefs. X factor for Chiefs. I obviously I say Tyree Kill. And I say that even more than Travis Kelsey because Tyree Kill has that breakout um breakout star power and playability that when he gets going, it's hard to stop him. Mm-hmm. And that's what they really need. When he has about, you know, six catches for eighty yards, yeah, that's a that's that's good, that's okay. But they need him to have one of those games where it's like 10, 11 catches, 150 yards, two touchdowns. Because now when you do that, especially for the Patriots, because their defense has been playing well, if you do that, they won't be able to rush as much. Now they got to step back and try to guard uh, Tyreek over the top Mm -hmm. or in the middle. Now that opens up Travis Kelsey, who's the second X factor for me, you open up Travis Kelsey, and then when those two get going, now you got Williams going down. And that's really how it was when it was Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm. Even though Kareem Hunt to me, well obviously was a lot better than Williams, that's almost how it happened most of the time. They would start off with Kareem, he'd get a couple of runs, but then it would be like a big play to Tyreek, mm-hmm. and then another one to Travis, and all of a sudden the defense take a step back, then you got Kareem Hunt running up the middle for 30, 40 yards. So th- their X-Factor to me is Tyreek Hill. For the Patriots, X-Factor would be James White. Like we were talking about, James White coming out of the backfield because he can run the ball, he plays receiver, he leave Sony Michelle, And I mean, he's another safety valve for Brady. Also, you know, the mid-attacks. But if second X-Factor to him, to me, would probably be Gronk. Obviously, Edelman's Edelman. I think he's going to do good no matter what. But I would say, like, overlooked second factor would be Gronk, mm-hmm. because Sony Michelle uh, is running so well. I expect them to so start fun. stepping up and so focus. Yeah, on Yeah, that's him. what I was gonna say. I, was yeah, like, I think so. they're
0: gonna focus on James White a lot more and Sony Michelle, and then I think Gronkowski. You know, I don't like him. He's gonna have a big. <laughs> he's gonna have a big day.
1: Yep, that's what I expect too. I expect them to focus on Sony, Sony, and James, and then. Gronk, he needs to catch a couple balls, make himself a factor on the offensive side, uh, except for blocking. Mm. And then Rams, I would say their X Factor would be CJ Anderson, that's their X Factor. Obviously you got Roy Woods, um, he balls. You have Gurley, I mean everybody knows, Gurley's Gurley, but I, you know, my X Factor basically it's CJ Anderson. He's not really like a pass catcher like that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he caught a couple balls. But, I mean, just to relieve Gurley, give him some um, some rest on top of that. But to come in and be effective, like how he was last game, getting 100-plus yards mm-hmm. while Gurley still got his 100 yards, that's very effective. So, I mean, when you can do that, and then if you put them both in the game at the same time, now you got to try to account for both. Cause you don't know if it's going to Gurley or to anderson because they're both viable threats and then you can fake to them and go woods so now you it, it creates it creates a matchup problem mm-hmm. when anderson's doing that way. Well, almost it becomes like the saints offense and I, that's really my X factor for the Saints offense is Kamara because you have Michael Thomas which is like a Roy Woods then you have Gurley, which is I would say Ingram in the way that Ingram just runs more between the lines, but obviously Gers is a lot better and he could catch. And then you got Camara who comes out of the backfield a lot with CJ Anderson. And that's how I feel like their offense is set up. That three trio with golf and breeze. So for the Saints, my uh X factor would be Camaro and how well he does. Because when he gets going with pass catching, it opens it up in the middle for Mark Ingram, and when both of them get rolling, then it's really hard to guard him because now you got to try to go one on one with my Tom Michael Thomas, and obviously defenses don't do too good when they go one on one with him. Yeah. So yeah, what about you? What's your X factors
0: um, for the Chiefs? Uh, yeah, I have to go. With, I would have to go with Ty- Tyreek Hill as well. I mean, because most likely Stephon Gilmore is going to be guarding him, but. Mm-hmm. No one can really keep up with Tyreek Tyreek's speed. Like no one, no corner in the NFL. So, I think he has he has a good day. Like and basically like, everything you said is gonna open a lot a lot more things up, uh, up with basically Travis Kelsey, uh, Sammy Watkins is back I think. Yeah. Chris Collins. Right. So it's gonna open up a lot for their for their offensive weapons. Um,
1: that might be the sleeper player right there, Sammy Watkins. Yeah.
0: Maybe. Maybe. But and then uh for the Patriots, Rob G- Rob Gronkowski. That's my X factor. Just because, like I said, their focus is gonna be on James White and Sony Miche- Michelle um, for the Rams. Uh, I think uh, I think I either have to go with Robert Woods or uh, Brandon Cooks. I mean,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think they're gonna be the big X factors right there. Why you say Cooks? Um, I think I just think people have a bad reputation with Cooks, saying he doesn't pr- show up in big games. So it's like mm-hmm. I feel like he's overdue. For to have a big game in such a and this is a meaning this is a humongous game in such a meaningful stage, yep. NFC Championship game. They're playing for the Super Bowl, so I think he just I think he goes off this game.
1: I think last game they played, didn't he go off?
0: Mm. Ah.
1: No? no. Well, not, no, not this last game, but I mean the last time they played the Saints, I mean.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Didn't he, did, didn't he, he did go have, off? You did have a good game. Yeah, you did have a good game. Okay. Um. You know Robert Woods. I think Robert Woods is basically a vertical threat, mm-hmm. so I think he'll get you know he'll get one here or there. Um, for the Saints, I mean I for the Saints is kind of tough for me. Uh, I think I'll just go like a kind of with a really sleeper. This I mean it could could be wrong, but whatever. Uh, I think Benjamin Watson. Okay. I think Benjamin Watson gets a gets a touchdown in the game, like a, just like a you a big touchdown. Uh, probably. You know, probably to tie the game, win the game, whatever. I don't know, but I just think he has a, a meaningful touchdown. I think every the fo- like I said, the focus is going to be so much on Michael Thomas, and then when you you know take out, you try to take out Camara, and uh In- you try to yeah try to take out Camara Ingram, then it opens up. Like you're going to have to start relying on other people. I think Benjamin Watson is proven enough as a tight end.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's a good point. I didn't even think about that one. Benjamin Watson
0: yeah I mean it's not like they have that many weapons so
1: yeah that's true
0: <laughs> but you know now let's hit our let's hit our Clipper content let's See, um so I well it was last week <clears> that was last week or a couple weeks ago when Doc Rivers said that Blake Griffin and Chris Paul and DeAndre Jordan should have their jerseys retired you know in the Staples Center there ain't no Clipper jerseys retired in the Staples Center. <laughs> 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 it's all purple and gold and our banners. Mm-hmm. Uh, But do you, do you think they should have their jerseys retired in the Staples
1: Center? Uh, I, I gave some thought on this one. Um, It took me a minute. I was thinking about it. I just, because I was like, I mean, the impact as far as like from the Clipper standpoint, I, I could see, I guess you could say Because of how they ushered in Like, I wouldn't really want to say a new era Like it feels revolutionized But basically, they were losing a lot And then when CP3, Blake, and Jordan came They basically got back to winning Not necessarily making it to championships And winning championships But they were over 500 most of the time They were going into playoffs They even had a couple deep playoff runs I got to like the second round, I think Once or twice I don't think they made it out of the second round though but they got to the second round once or twice so i mean they brought lob city they turned it into obviously la is la a big media market but for the clippers it became a good media market again mm-hmm. most of it was just all lakers so when cp3 of them came then you know they started advertising for the clippers they started selling more tickets jerseys um but now as far as like accomplishments championships that's tough I'd have to say no from that standpoint but I guess it just all depends on how you look at it because I mean Stockton didn't win a championship obviously Stockton is in a different caliber
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I guess what makes it so hard is just because of longevity I can see maybe if they stayed on the Clippers for a longer period of time or maybe even till they retired then obviously it's a no-brainer to me
0: like you said you said Stockton right yeah I mean just the difference with Stockton is just and Carmelo, and Malone they reached they reached the finals.
1: Yeah, that's true. They did reach the finals. And the clip, I mean, those and those and that trio never reached the. I bad. know they. they never have, passed the second round. They always kept getting hurt. <laughs> that's why. But like, to, that's what I'm saying. To my point, is just the longevity though. Like the things Stockton and Malone was there for so long, and what they accomplished, and I feel like Blake, Blake and CP and Jordan. Obviously, they've been there some time, but it just doesn't feel like it's been that long, mm. as far as like basketball-wise and with accomplishments. And that's why I don't know if they left behind a big enough body of work and impact to get their jersey retired. I mean, I wouldn't really say it shouldn't be retired, but it's not like if they did retire, I'm gonna be like, oh no, that's the wrong choice, you mm. know? You know, it's just more of a, I don't know if they will because of. Basically what they haven't accomplished, you know, but as far as just impact in general to the clipper organization If you're gonna look at it that way, then I'll say yeah, what about you? What do you think?
0: I'm kind of split on this decision right here. Um, I uh, Yeah, I hear everything you're saying It's just more I feel like <clears throat> It's just not like when you think of in the stable center. We have the Lakers to uh, everybody's as they're just retired for the Lakers all all those players have won championships. Have brought mm-hmm. that organization championships. I mean, most you know jerseys that are retired, retired. They're you know if they're not if they didn't win them a championship, they're all time great players. Mm-hmm. They're like up. They're like Stockton and Malone. Yeah, Hall um, of Fame players. Yeah, I think for sure. Yeah, I mean that's without a deb- without a debate. Chris Paul's an all of Fame player, mm-hmm. and, um, and that's the thing. But he's just. I mean, he's been with the Clippers. He's been with New Orleans. Uh, now he's Houston. I mean, I feel like if anybody is retired Chris Paul's number, it should be New Orleans. Not like, and I just, well, actually, would they, I'm trying to think, would they, would they retire his jersey now since they changed their name?
1: I don't know. That would be a good question.
0: What? I was just thinking about, I just thought about that. Would they actually retire his number? Well, shoot, by default, then Chris Paul, yeah. If, if you can't retire uh, the New Orleans jersey, then I guess by default, yeah. Clippers should retire Chris Pauls. Um, Yeah, that team always had mishaps. Always, never could stay healthy. Had that Clippers curse. Never could get past second round. Always getting hurt. By the way, did he even make the second round? Was it the first round?
1: They made the second round once, I believe. Once or twice. Oh yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, and then they should have made it to the third round, but choked the lead to the the Rockets when they were beating them yeah, remember, yeah, by like, like thirty <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, I mean, and Josh I Smith went dumb, I mean, like, and everybody's
0: <laughs> getting hurt, bro. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. I think Chris Paul, Chris Paul should have just retired, <clears throat> and it just leads me to question: like, should Blake and DeAndre get there? Just retired. I think maybe DeAndre more more than Blake, just because I think. It's interesting, it's just. I mean, DeAndre has been there longer. Mm-hmm. I think he's met more to the community and to the team as a whole. Um, like I say, he like Blake was there, you know, when they struggled. I just DeAndre was there when they, you know, more and he stayed there long, stayed there longer. Uh, you still have to over you still have to look at um the whole DeAndre Jordan Mavs drama. When they kid, when the Clippers kidnapped him. Yeah. Think, uh, <laughs> what year was that? Was that 2016 for you or 2015.
1: I believe 2015.
0: But. but but yeah, I mean you always got you always got to factor that in. Um, I don't know. Like this is what I think of Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan—they're not Hall of Fame players to me. So it's like if you didn't win a championship and you're not, or you're, we you didn't win a championship, or you're not a Hall of Fame player, then I don't think you should have your jersey retired. The only person I think that deserves it is Chris Paul. And, you know, they didn't start winning until Chris Paul came.
1: That is a valid point.
0: They play but they played really and that's why I say maybe DeAndre, because they played really well after Chris Paul and Blake Griffin left. <laughs> like even though that, even though they you know, Blake played it almost like half almost almost half the season last year, um, the Clippers still played Clippers uh the Clippers still play phenomenal phenomenal ball. And mm-hmm. um they gave they play with heart. You know, a team that a lot of people would call scrubs or, you know, just not franchise corner pieces, you know. Emerged to play really you know, emerged to play really well. A little right there in the playoffs in the playoff seating, I think they finished uh what, ninth or tenth? No, they finished ninth.
1: Yeah. Barely missed
0: it. Yeah. Ah, oh, no, no, no. My bad. It wasn't though. They finished tenth. Yeah, I do believe they finished tenth last year.
1: It was okay because I'm eight. trying to
0: think because remember the Timberwolves won the eighth got the eighth spot by one game and I don't think the Clippers were it was, I don't think it was the Clippers I would so, so it could have dropped it it could have been bro I thought Clippers, the Clippers were not it could have been I man ah let me just research this real
1: <laughs> your your point still stands what is it now, I mean now that we're on the section of the Clippers most valuable Clipper.
0: Most valuable Clipper. I'm gonna go with Tobias Harris. Well, yeah, most valuable Clipper right now, Tobias Harris. S-
1: sleep. T- Come T- on, B- man. Lou L- Will, Mr. Buckets. What are you L- saying?
0: Lil' great bro. Oh yeah, they finished tenth because it was 10th? the it was the Nuggets that was ninth. That's why I couldn't think of. There
1: you go. Ten. Lou Will, my point stands. Lou <laughs> L- Will, uh, to me, that's the most valuable Clipper to me.
0: Nah, man. For me, it's Tobias Tobias Harris,
1: bro. Because I mean, Tobias Harris has gotten
0: gotten better you know each each year um i think tobias harris has emerged to where you can he's for sure i mean yeah you can make the argument tobias harris and lou williams are both critical pieces if you train him to a playoff team um lou williams but is lou williams will always be that sixth man he's always in tobias harris tobias harris is a starter you know anywhere in the league i think
1: yeah but but see lou's just more comfortable with playing six man but he plays starter minutes, though. Just because he comes off the bench, you know. In the fourth quarter, who's in? Lou Will. Mm -hmm. In the fourth quarter, who takes the game when he shots? Lou Will. Who has the ball in his hands? Lou Will. He is, to me, he's the most valuable player on the Clippers because he almost, he like, he's basically put like controlling the engine. He's he's at the will. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: When he's in there, he's either scoring and people, I think people underrate this a lot because he gets buckets so easily. He passes very well. Yeah, He, he passes like, he very passes well. Him. And he gets the offense going. And that's part of because of the scoring threat that he is. And then when it's time to close games, obviously, as you've seen throughout his career, especially this year, in on the season, he can make clutch shot after clutch shot and close games and win it for him. So that's just how I feel. I mean, Tobias Harris, obviously, he's out there. I say those two might; those two are probably the most valuable to the Clippers. My even my sleeper for the Clippers is Montrez Harold. He can be a, my sleeper, a like my, his Actually, factor. my
0: sleeper is Gallinari.
1: You say Gallinari? I do you like cause Gallinari because he, he's
0: actually staying healthy. So yeah, I mean, with Tobias Harris, I mean he's averaging twenty point twenty point nine points on the season, mm-hmm. eight rebounds, shooting forty nine point nine percent, basically shooting fifty percent. Yeah, you round it up point one percent, he's shooting fifty percent on the year. I mean that's. I'm, Man, that's, that's outstanding, bro. Yeah. Uh, free throws, 88.6%. percent three point, three point line, I think he's one of the top ten shooters in the league uh, right now. So, it's 44.2%.
1: Oh, yeah. That's really good.
0: So, I mean, um, I don't know. To me, he's just he's the most valuable clipper on the team. I mean, and even... I think even if you were to trade, if you want to trade him, you're going to get a lot more back compared to if you trade Lou Williams.
1: Yeah, I hear you on that one. As far as trade value, I say he is a higher in trade mm-hmm. value. I'll give you that. He is higher in trade value.
0: But I do. I, I, yeah, I do like Montrezl here
1: yeah man he's like the he's the tough part every team needs like that tough gritty player oh I, I mean
0: I, and that's what julius Randle was for the lakers last year too. yeah mm-hmm.
1: julius Randle, draymond for the warriors that's how montrez harold is <laughs> yeah, and yeah. he gets buckets for, too yeah, he'll give sure. you a 2015 game yeah he's
0: aver- yeah he's averaging 18.7 points per game right now so
1: yeah he's i like him a lot and he's good defensively so i mean there's really no downside oh, to wait,
0: him. i read the wrong stats i read lou williams <laughs> <laughs> He's averaging fifteen point seven. My apologies, fifteen point seven. But yeah, yeah, nah. Matras Zero, Yeah, he's give him more time because I, I don't even know how old he's how old he is. Like I don't know how young he is, but just give him more time. He's gonna be. I think the Clippers are built enough to have a cornerstone, you mm-hmm. know, and built a good foundation where they have a lot of, you know, they have they get value. From each player on this team, yep. Even the rookie, yeah. Alexander. Shea Gil- yeah, Shea Gill- 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 Alexander. <laughs> Alexander. Shea Gil- is it Gilligas Gill- or Gilgis? I'ma say Gilges. <laughs> right. Shea Gilges Alexander, bro. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean that dude. That, that dude's impressive too. I mean he's he he plays crunch time too. Mm-hmm. He starts and he plays crunch time minutes as a rookie. Dude, six six two. No,
1: and no, that's I like phenomenal now the thing about you still got Patrick Beverly there too. Not yet. Defense.
0: I think if, yeah. any, if anything, bro.
1: Hmm. But I mean.
0: Honestly, this is just like. I mean, what brings us to it, based on our next topic, I mean, how much do you buy into the rumor of Kawhi to the Clippers?
1: I don't buy into it. I think, though, it's possible. Is it possible? Yes. I mean, I could see them trying to make that move and maybe it working out, especially, you know, uh, Because of the drama that was happening before uh, Kawhi came to Toronto. And, I mean, it does look like he's enjoying himself. But then again, you never know if he really still wants to stay there.
0: First of all, you never know if Kawhi is really enjoying himself because the dude has only one emotion.
1: (laughs) But he laughed, like, three times this year. That's more than he has in, like, the past five years.
0: I know you heard the laugh, so it could be a fake-ass laugh. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Look, all I'm saying is, I mean, they look like they're having fun. That's what I'm saying. From what it looks like, obviously we don't know for sure, but and they're winning. On top of that, mm-hmm. they're playing winning basketball. So, and I mean they're legit contenders. So I don't know if he would leave to go to the Clippers, and it would be a lot harder if he goes to the Clippers. Now you're in the West. Um, depending on who they have to give up to get them too, you don't you don't know who would be there because maybe they might have to trade some of those core pieces that made the Clippers so good. Cause that's that's honestly why There's they're so good agent, though there oh, sure. i know but it, this, uh sure. i'm saying you know how teams they try to trade you before you walk so they can get some value for mm-hmm. you so that's what i'm saying now if he walks which i was gonna make my next point if he walks out of all the teams i don't know if he would go to the clippers for the part of them you know being contenders in the west or whether he would want to go to another team maybe that has the cap space for him Mm -hmm. who's a better contender so i don't know i can see it possibly happen but do i really buy it not really i think that's more of the lower teams that where if all else fails he might go to the clippers but if he goes there to the clippers i mean the way they're rebuilding and how they've been building their foundation i mean they they could really jump up you know some top spots i mean because a lot of other teams who were at the top spots are kind of failing and taking a step back right now mm-hmm. some of it being health wise or trading away other players you know just some teams have took a step back so i mean even though the west is still strong their spots opens and obviously the clippers they've moved up from you know they've this season they played a lot well and moved up from where they were so i mean they've, they're making their case even better for Kawhi to go there if you look at it that way but I don't know I don't really buy into the trade though I don't
0: know I I kind of buy into Kawhi going to, to the Clippers and just because I mean like I said you don't really know how Kawhi is feeling like no one really even knew he was feeling that way about the Spurs like they were mm-hmm. f- I mean we don't know I mean we don't know if they're faking an injury or if the injury was real or not whatever but I don't know like I, I don't see, I don't see why you would leave the Raptors, I mean, because I think, I mean, the, you're in the East one, it's much easier to go to the Finals in the East compared to the West. That um, is. the Raptors are really well built, and they have a lot of depth, mm-hmm. I mean, Pascal Pasquale uh, Sechum, that's that mm-hmm. dude's a baller, uh, you have, you know, Danny Green as your shooting guard, Yeah. I mean...
1: Dan Vleet coming off, Delon Wright, Norman Powell, Norman Powell. Yeah, Balatruñas
0: isn't healthy right now, but you still have him. And exactly. That, I mean, they changed changed it to where he's coming off the bench now. <clears throat> Ibaka, mm-hmm. even they, though, even though everybody hits Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry because nah. he's still <laughs> an important important piece of that
1: team. Yeah, they got a they have a lot of
0: they have a lot of depth, and that team is really well built. Clippers are really well built too. Mm-hmm. That's it, but I'm, you have to always ask yourself, it's just like is Kawhi the missing piece? Because they're really right there. Like, they're in playoff contention right now if it starts today. But you have to ask yourself, like, are they right there where, you know, when April hits, are they going to be in? Yeah. Kawhi, I think, uh, is Kawhi going to be enough to get you in, into the playoffs now? I think... Is he that caliber of a player?
1: Yeah, I think he would He would be that caliber of a player to where they get them into the playoffs. My difference maker would be whether he basically from... Being Wesel Westbrook on the trip when he had the triple double season, getting him into the playoffs and then basically getting Not smacked out. the first round, even mm-hmm. though the games are close, they still lost 4 1. So. It would be the difference from being that, I think, if you're going to the Clippers and <laughs> maybe going to another team and not only get into the playoffs, but making a deep playoff push, maybe championship. Mm-hmm. And that that's what I'm saying. That's the difference to me. Because the Clippers are obviously a good enough team, especially the way they're playing now, that if Kawhi goes there, they're going to the playoffs. It would be just rather how far they go Yeah, is the question I, to Also
0: me. my other question is, who leaves? if Kawhi comes because you have Gallinari and Tobias Harris mm-hmm. and they both play the 4 position. Kawhi is a small forward and a power forward. Who leads out of those out of those two? So who would you rather, who would you choose to trade? Tobias or Elnari? I think you'll get more value from Tobias, but I would I think, rather have Tobias. Yeah, I'd rather have Tobias. Yeah, right, have Tobias. And plus Tobias is younger. Yep. Gallinari's getting, getting up there in age plus he's injury prone. So I think mm-hmm. if I I'm the Clippers, I'm trading away Gallinari to to somebody because I think, you know, you get more value for Tobias. You'll still get pretty good value for Gallinari. Yeah, and it depends like just what you're what you're looking for as of now. And look, like, I think the Clippers have a lot of money, you know, uh, heading into this. You know, the futures free agency so. Mm -hmm. I mean Jerry West And Jerry West Is running Running things out there Yeah you
1: know He does well Wherever he goes
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then then You have Doc Rivers As your coach Probably one of the most Underrated coaches In the NBA Dude is a phenomenal coach And I'm glad I can say that now Since he's not A Celtics coach Because I have to hate him (laughs) But But yeah Like the dude Dude's a really good coach And I think just having Kawhi there I mean Their defense defense Is already Top notch Um Mm -hmm. So I mean, it just adds a lot more. At Kawhi, we all know that the defender, Ka- we all know the defender Kawhi is. So,
1: yeah, that actually what surprised me the most about the Clippers is how well they did defensively. I knew they got Patrick Beverly, which obviously you know he's he's a great defender. Manchas Harold defends low too, but the way Alexander and Tobias and Gallinari have been, I wouldn't say like they just all of a sudden became all star defenders, but just you know how they stepped up a little bit and um took more accountability on the defensive side, mm-hmm. the way they've been playing from individual as well as a whole. I mean it's yeah, been impressive.
0: Yeah, they're by, and that and that team is bought in. Like they know they have no super I mean, they're gonna be talking about in the media like saying they have no superstar. So mm-hmm. they're no one's expecting them to make the playoffs. No one. So but they're bought into that system and they're bought into coach and they're bought into coach Doc Rivers. So I mean, they're going out there and playing, playing and giving it all they got, and you can see that every night. I think if anything, one thing you need to get, if it's the Clippers, I mean, get go get Kawhi if you can, mm-hmm. and go get a, and go get a center. Uh, depending if you can have a, if if you trade Gallinari, move Montrez to to the power forward or what? Because I mean, who's was I forget? Is Gortat start starting at the center or Montrez? Yeah, Montrezl?
1: it's Gortat. Um, well, it, they changed the lineup a lot. Yeah, I know they changed the lineup. That's yeah, what I'm it's, I'm it's like, been Gortat um, a lot. I know last
0: yeah, I know yeah. last night they had Gortat.
1: Yeah, they still have a Boban too, but he's just he's more of a slower footed mm-hmm. defender. So yeah, especially when you get center. to the playoffs, it's going to be very hard for him to say stay with like a Demarcus Cousins mm-hmm. or somebody of that caliber. You know, Anthony Davis they they're too fast and their handle is too good for him to stay with
0: mm-hmm. look i mean luckily since i mean it's, it's just the era of the nba now montrez harrell is the perfect person to go small ball with yeah so that's that's perfect so it just depends if you want it just depends if you want to add a center i mean i think that's like the weakest posi- position out of Montrezl.
1: yeah i agree or if anything I would say that, or if they want to get like a scoring guard, like a point guard. Obviously, I mean, but that scoring, enough. but that
0: scoring guard is Lou.
1: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. They have Lou mm-hmm. off the bench, but I say for starting, maybe because you have Alexander and Alexander does well, but he's yeah. not really like a scoring guard. But so yeah, maybe, yeah, we just
0: pass the same thing. You have to just have to wait and see how how he develops. You yeah, that's if, true. If he's gonna develop that scoring uh, next year, I mean, he got the defense down. Got yeah, defense His defense, down his a lot. defense is he really the well. He has potential. Dude, six, dude, six, six. Dude's six, six. Hmm. So it's like, we gotta wait and see. I think, but I think the Clippers are really set up well for you know. I don't think they really need to even have. I don't like. I don't even consider this a rebuilding year for them. I think they just literally have. They have enough talent and they have the right pieces and they buy, buy into the culture, where they're you're not gonna really see them have a rebuilding year. They're gonna be competing in a lot of games. So. I agree. Now let's hit that other team across the street, you know we're Laker fans. So the champions, <laughs> uh, what's called the Lakers struggles. And your thoughts? I mean, they're playing, They played really well on Thursday against the Thunder. Mm-hmm. I was really impressed because they came out played with a lot of heart. And I was just like, oh, okay, y'all finally playing with heart now. I can see this now. Not Josh Hart, but actual heart. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um... corny, you know, I
0: hit that corny joke one time.
1: I think, yeah, that was a corny joke. I was just thinking that. <laughs> but, I just, they're so inconsistent. I know they're young, but, man, it's like some games, they look like they've grown up, they matured, they're mm-hmm. ready. Then the next game, it's like back to who they were last year. And that, that's really what kills me. And at this point, I don't even know if you can blame Luke for most of it. I mean, sure, obviously, as a coach, he gets partial blame. Mm-hmm but it's just really them playing because they're in the game almost every <laughs> single game but what kills them miss free throws and turnovers
0: that is, bro that is the reason why they won on thursday yes Lonzo played good yes kuzma played well you know hart stepped up zuba stepped up they won because they literally literally shot finally literally shot about almost 80 to 90 percent i forgot because i How much they made But they actually shot From the free throw line Great For the first time This season Like Thank God (laughs) Thank God
1: That um, That's really it And that's why I'm saying I don't know if you can Blame Luke for that I mean At that point just the players Gotta hold themselves accountable You can't miss Free throw They're free throws They're wide open It's They're right there For you to take And we Miss them A lot A lot We're a bad free throw Shooting team and then when you take missing the free throws to turning the ball over, you know, that becomes, that turns into like four or five point swings mm. and different things like that. And basketball is a game of runs. So, I mean, when you keep doing that consistently, then you give the other team multiple chances at having, you know, a lot of runs, which makes it harder for us to win. So, I mean, yeah, this just, they're too inconsistent. That's my thing. We're, we have a lot of talent. Kuzma's obviously he was born last year, but he's emerging even more. Yeah, finally. yeah Lonzo is being <laughs> Lonzo. more of a threat Oh, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, he's being more of a threat. I'm impressed two with games, him.
0: Two games in has had a two stellar two-game run. Yeah, I'm excited to see what he does Tonight.
1: Yeah, he's been playing a lot better.
0: I, I hope this stays cuz it Lonzo, yo, yeah, and I, we I can I, only win if Lonzo, I mean we can only win it right now if Lonzo's aggressive and he's running the God dang offense, Yeah, man.
1: no, and you know me, I, I don't like KCP, but he's even been stepping it up. I hate KCP so you much. know, I know, I, I know. I hate that man. You know, I don't like KCP as far as just as a player for our team. Nothing personal, just as a player for our team. But he's been stepping it up. His he's been making a lot more threes, been a lot more consistent. Cause you know that's why actually I didn't like him because he used to shoot a lot of threes and miss them. He'd go like three for twelve, or just in his shots alone, and then probably get like two steals in like the 20 minutes he played Mm -hmm. i didn't really like that but now he's up in his field goal percentage he's getting 18 20 a game plus his defense defense always been good yeah
0: he's been having he's everybody hates him but he's been having
1: yeah he's he's been doing a lot better i'll admit that i'll be i'll admit that he's been doing a lot better this season so i don't know we just we gotta put better a more consistent effort forward and that's really just how i feel about us right now at this point where we are even when lebron comes back we still got to be consistent so he doesn't have to go 40 and 15 for us to beat the brooklyn nets or something like that and zell has to hey, continue man, don't, to be aggressive don't disrespect too. the brooklyn nets they're playing really good I uh, you're right they are playing really good but still for our caliber with lebron we should we sh- he shouldn't have to drop 40 Four and fifteen for us to beat the Brooklyn Nets when he's there and healthy. That's true.
0: But I can't. Also, you can't blame Luke because everybody forgets. December is literally the worst month for the Lakers. (laughs) They always get hit with the injury bug during the month of December. You had Rondo injured his hand in November, came back December, Mm -hmm. came back for three games, then got hurt on the same hand, had to get surgery. Like losing Rondo was a Hurt a, hurt a lot because that's literally the backup point guard and if you know basketball you know how smart Rondo is like you know how, how that man's IQ is that dude is mm-hmm. a coach on the court losing LeBron does not help at all so it's like when you get hit with the injury bug it's hard it's hard I was really impressed with Luke um, against the Thunder because I really like he used everybody on the team but I like the lineups they he used like I think that was his best coach game this season because the lineups weren't trash. Like he was actually, I like seeing uh, Mia Kulik and I finally know that. I finally know his name.
1: <laughs> Who are you talking about? Mia Kulik. Oh, I call him, uh, Speed. Ma- I say Makai Luke. That's what I say every time. I hear the announcers
0: Mia Kulik, so I'm gonna I think
1: that, that is his name, but I stay saying Makai Luke. Either then. I go with Speed or Mia Kulik. But most times Speed because I'm not about to
0: spell Mia Kulik <laughs> on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, I like having Mo Wagner in. It's just like, I think they. I think you have to start finding minutes for them. Like you have to, especially his, especially
1: Sv. Yeah, he bro. We okay. We need we struggle. We need shooting. a shooter, we and he's a shooter. <laughs> I don't understand what why they don't play him. Every time he gets in, I swear he makes like two threes once he comes in. Every time, and they still don't give him no minutes. Like we need a shooter. I don't know. Is it defense? Is that what it is? But I mean, he doesn't get enough playing time to even really show his defense so at least let him get some run so you know you can I mean, see what he's good bro, I, at I, I but obviously that. he can score the ball so i mean he came in was i can't remember what game it was it was like four minutes le- or not even four like three two minutes left came in and got like 10 points in like three minutes and i'm like bruh
0: on thursday he was a big big component to the, to the win bro because i mean he came in splashed like i think two or three threes Got the lead. I was just like, okay, let's get it. I was like, this is why this man needs to be playing.
1: I know. like I He does not need to
0: be on the bench, bro. If we're struggling with shooters, then you're going to have to start benching Lance. Because his little old Harlem Glo- Globe charter basketball style is <laughs> pissing everybody off. That's why, that's why he got benched early in the year, bro. That's exactly why he got benched. Because he was trying to do all those flashy passes, bro. Oh, just, god damn. Bro, I was just like, you need to get him on the bench. He's not helping at all. I'm glad Michael Beasley started playing
1: yeah he's been he's been playing well too he well like the first two games he had like 18 to 20 then he took a little drop off the next game but then the game after that he picked mm-hmm. it back up again so yeah he's definitely going to help in that because he can score he can score that's mm-hmm. for sure
0: now you know how beginning of the year we had a problem with backup center
1: mm-hmm.
0: how the heck we have now a problem with having too many, many centers
1: because zoo has been balling they were sleeping know. on them that, you know, he start going off. We got javel back, which is Javel is JaVel, especially on the defensive end, he adds because he blocks shots.
0: He be pissed me off on offense, bro.
1: Yeah, I know. know,
0: you're trying to shoot jump shots. I'm like, why? You know that's not your game. Like, okay, look, maybe you can hit him in practice and stuff, but look it, bro. In the game, you're gonna shoot like seven inches from the basket. You're not <laughs> shooting no goddamn jump shots, bro. You're gonna post up at the three at the three point line or the free throw line. Hit a mirror, try to hit a major range of three point shot. Like, come on, bro. Yeah. Come on. Get his man. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> that man, pissing me off sometimes. I mean, out of all of those three, who would you who would you start? Or yeah, I'd say wouldn't start. Uh, who would you give more run to? You yeah. got Chandler Zubox, and McGee uh, McGee.
0: uh, you know, just right now with the team right now, since everybody's uh-huh. hurt, probably Zubox. I think. I mean, cause Zubox is gonna. He's now a drop a living bucket right now. Mm-hmm. Like he's a walking bucket, bucket, bro. So I mean, like I mean the other the other center, like Tyson Chandler, he's not really looked at to score anymore. He's more of a defensive big body presence. <laughs> Javale, he's a defensive. He's the more athletic big. Uh, Zubas is the more crafty big. And it's just like when you're struggling, you need buckets. Like uh, you gotta start dishing it to him. Cause I mean, you can tell his footwork. His footwork has improved. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. It, He's, he's got a lot, a lot more tone. Added a lot more muscle to him. So, I'm, I'm going to go with Zubox.
1: You? I would say the same to you. I also think it, it would be different on who you play against, maybe. Yeah. But, for the most part, I would go Zubox, too, for what you said. Just when he comes in he plays with a lot of energy and because he's more of a scoring threat obviously javel's more of a athletic threat like throwing the lobs that's why like that's why that, i'm
0: cool with JaVale being a starter yeah. like he should be the starter. uh is it yeah it all for sure all three of them should be on the court i, I mean not at the same time of course but be switched around
1: mm-hmm.
0: but yeah i think i think I, you got to give back up minutes to Zubash. just because it's like especially when that second unit it str- struggles to score sometimes or the starter starts str- going to score because like put him in get us some buckets get everything going everybody gets fired up
1: yep i agree with that
0: you ready to hit our rivals
1: our rivals, rivals.
0: the celtics um celtics bro what's up with the celtics bro what's up with the celtics um. because i mean as they say right now they are now fifth in the eastern conference at 27 and eighteen. So they'll be playing. if the playoffs are today, they'll be playing the Sixers.
1: I think they would still beat the Sixers.
0: Oh yeah, without a doubt. The Sixers, <laughs> the Sixers have their own problems.
1: Um I don't well, for me, I don't think it's a major thing just yet. But if off like I'd say two or three weeks after the All-Star break, they still have this problem of like not being cohesive and consistent. Then, Gotta make yeah. Trades. then yeah, but it's gonna be a but big but problem. Then
0: you can't even wait to the All Star break, man, because the, the trade deadline got moved up. I know it's
1: February seventh. I know, but that I mean, I to me, I just I think it's more of because they've been showing more of a recent. They've been showing more flashes of being the team that everybody knew they can. So I think they're starting to put it together, but it's rather they can put it together and keep it together in the long run because they're making the flashes now mm-hmm. but if they just stay at making the flashes and not putting it all the way together and finding the bigger picture than when it comes playoff time and you know if they make it to the finals it's not going to help them because then you don't know which team you're going to get on a given night mm-hmm. so I mean if they keep progressing like they have been I think they will be fine and it won't be a major concern but I think it's just me. I think they just need to balance their value. That's when I watch their games. That's what I get from it. Um, they have so many people who handle the ball, or that are ball dominant. That when they play certain lineups, other people get, I would say, pushed to the side or pushed to the back. And for me, I would say my people who handle the ball at least, where you go for for the shots, Kyrie, obviously is one. My second would be Tatum and then Jalen Brown and Gordon Hayward like tied for third. That's how I feel about it. And that's not really what's happened. Obviously Kyrie gets his buckets because he deserves to get his buckets. Yeah. But Tatum sometimes, he goes games where he only shoots the ball five times, six times. To me, I don't know. I don't think that can happen because he's he's like the second best scorer to me. And when you can get him going the way he gets going, His mid-range, the way he attacks, and his three-point shot because he shoots it at a high volume too. I mean, that's a big asset to have, but I don't think they really get to use him that much. And he's a a lot bigger and stronger than most people give him credit for. So, I mean, if it was me, I would go Kyrie maybe, your main ball handler, put him maybe on the same side as Kyrie, and post up Tatum. Go down low to him, let him work on the block. Or from like the wing by himself, clear it out. And then maybe next possession, let Kyrie go. Or you could just go back and forth, you know, maybe where it's more in the flow. Because then you can now, you can have Gordon Hayward who shoots on the opposite side. He can, if he catches while the defense are closing out, he can drive too. And then at the top, where you got Marcus Smart, he shoots the three, but not like that. But I mean, you can have him on that side or Jalen Brown who can shoot shoot the three as well. But that's how really I feel. They just need to balance whether the, their volume of shots. Because sometimes you got Jalen Brown and Terry Rozier shooting 15 times with Jason Tatum in the second unit when I feel like Tatum should be the focal point and then play off around him. Because, I mean, that when they had their running playoffs, that's how they played. Tatum was getting the ball most of the time. And then Rozier was playing off around him. The game where they lost, the game seven, they lost. Terry Rozier took the last with well, like six, six shots, mm-hmm. seven shots, and I always said that as much as of how good he is, sometimes you just gotta give it up and let Tatum go because he just has a knack for scoring the ball and a knack for taking advantage of the defender. And he can get to certain positions on the court, or whether he's scoring and he can pass, just opens up. You know the. Opens up the offensive, uh, the offensive game plan. Instead of just going iso ball, mm-hmm. now you can start doing different things. So that's really how I feel about it. What about you? What do, what do you think they need to do? What's up with them? Right all right, lady,
0: this is what I'm telling you: they need to do. They need to tra- trade Kyrie to the Lakers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice, but that's not gonna happen.
0: <laughs> nah, uh Anybody that questions and thinks that Kyrie needs to be traded is foolish. I don't understand why you think Kyrie of all people needs to be Mm -hmm. traded. That is the person that's literally going to... Literally, if he was on a team during the playoffs, y'all would have been in the championship last year. That is the player that is going to either take you to the championship or just take you far. Because who is your clutchest player on that team outside of Kyrie? Closest thing maybe Tatum. And that's a maybe because we still haven't seen him. Yo, I've watched too many games where this man Kyrie has taken over in the last two minutes. Unguard one one of the most unguardable players dropping buckets after buckets hitting contested threes all everybody at face
1: Yeah and you're gonna think you say you we gonna trade Kyrie? I mean just last Kyrie? night Kyrie <laughs> just last night he had what, like thirty eight and eleven. Kyrie <laughs> Bro really? Oh my goodness, bro.
0: Who if you were trading anybody, the two people that probably trade is Jalen Brown and Terry Rozier. Those are the only two people you probably need to trade. No, actually, my bad. Not only two. Three is Gordon Hayward, cause can we finally? Can, I don't care if he's. I like. Okay, I understand he's coming off a leg injury. I don't care. He's was never that good to me, bro. What? Gordon Hayward was overrated, bro.
1: What? He was
0: always overrated, bro. You re- people really thought that. Bring Gordon Hayward to the team was gonna automatically give him championship. No, that's why his butt is on the bench, bro. He's not yeah. good. He's not that. He's he's okay,
1: but he's not that. You good. still gotta give him some time to uh, adapt. I Think know, of it. Okay, look. but he's not. Obviously, Paul George is better than Gordon Hayward. But when Paul George came back the year after he got hurt, he was balling. The first, no, he wasn't. First <laughs> year, he, he went. He came back. He came back for about like.
0: 20, 15 to 20 games he struggled okay? yeah he, he struggled. struggled but he and was averaging about like 16 points in
1: those you know well because he was like the main option and he struggled then the next year he did uh, he did okay then towards the end of the year he started doing well then obviously the next year he', well. next year, he was balling you gotta All give you gotta give contract, Hayward his time to come back and plus, it's different for Let's how it, it is with PG and Gordon Hayward Gordon Hayward on that team is like the third or fourth option PG was the number one option. That's the thing. Gordon it's, Hayward was never that good to me. But you guys,
0: I'm like, you have to understand. This. Like, I always tripped and like I never liked Gordon Hayward like that. He was a good player, bro.
1: But like how people rated him, he was overrated to me. Well, okay, maybe some people may have overrated him. Trade him. But I don't think y'all you need to trade him. He's just an
0: overglorified Chandler Parson.
1: That's so disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> That's so disrespectful. Gordon Hayward. <laughs> wow. You just really going to Disrespect Gordon Herod Like that But It's not my fault He can ball I'm telling you Watch You're going to see Especially when playoffs come You're going to see
0: I hope he does I don't care about that <laughs> Yeah bro
1: He's going <laughs> to ball I'm telling you If anything to me I could see Rozier maybe Trading Rozier Or I don't know about Brown to- i think you can Now that you got Bangs back And you have Horford You can Trade Uh uh-huh. The, how do you say his name Thice, I think it is. Yeah. What value does he have? You're gonna get a second round pick. Exactly. That's Sometimes that's all you need in the bigger picture. Trade him and Rosier, Get maybe a couple picks. Then package those picks with maybe one more other person. They and have
0: about a billion picks. The Celtics do. And I, exactly. <laughs> they are, they are We're really
1: making. You going. gotta make great moves. That's one thing Danny Age is good at doing. He makes great moves because he packages players or picks to get. Different players or picks to look if you can trade another pick to get a higher pick and use that higher pick with a package player to get an even bigger player, that's a win in the end. So that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's really how I feel. I wouldn't trade Gordon Herod at least, not yet. I would give him another year. Then maybe after a year, if he's still playing like this, then okay, maybe you can trade him. Then maybe he's just not a fit for the team. But I mean, mean, you got to give him time. It doesn't really
0: help since you have all those all those, you know, I mean, he's not really the third option either. Like, he's kind of like, he's
1: kind of the fourth. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's like the third or fourth. Sometimes he's the third when Kyrie's, like, resting. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, when he's in, I mean, it goes like Kyrie, uh, Tatum, depending if Jalen Brown's in, it's like Jalen, then him. Horford, sometimes... i put Horford. Oh, yeah. Some yeah Horford, too. But that's the thing. Horford doesn't even really look to score, but it's nah, just... Yeah. At right down, he's a better scorer than Hayward is be, because of the slump that Hayward's in. So, I mean, yeah, you make a valid point. I don't, I don't know how I almost forgot about Horford. So, yeah, I mean, they just got so many pieces. That's what I'm saying. That they just need to find the, a balanced volume of, where they can balance the shots, but like almost do it naturally, mm-hmm. not really where like, okay, you shoot, then I shoot, then you shoot. And it's more it's, of a natural it flow. It sucks
0: because they you see those spurts. They have those spurts where it's just like, okay, they're about to start. You know, getting everything going. Mm-hmm. And then it just comes back losing to some, to the magic, a team they shouldn't even be losing to. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, or getting blown out by them or something. It's just like, what's going on? Like, this doesn't make sense, bro. Yeah. Like,
1: I, everybody I says they're
0: going to have a cakewalk through the Eastern Conference. And that didn't happen at all.
1: Well, yeah, that, that's, that was different. I mean, a lot of those teams got better. A lot of those teams. I mean, you got Toronto and Spurs, obviously... They just switched. It in I mean, I in Toronto and um Bucks. I meant to say the Toronto and got, Bucks. Yeah, Bucks got better. Yeah, the Bucks got better. And Toronto they, got Kawhi. And the, Kawhi, Bucks, didn't, and the so. Bucks
0: didn't really sign anybody. Like, I mean, they, they signed Brooke Lopez, but their biggest uh, their biggest addition was getting Mike Buddenheiser. Yeah, Budenheiser.
1: Uh. I mean Eric Bledsoe's. He's played well, a he, lot he better too. Yeah, he. I mean, but last season he was kind of. I feel like he was still trying to find his way. But now uh, this season. He's played a lot better not more of like I say cuz like he knows his role is what I'm saying he now He knows cuz I feel like last year. It was more of a like I don't want to shoot too much because Giannis is the man So I I mean maybe I'll pass it yeah, when he, he have again like, shooting but now this year He's, yeah, he's found. Shoot. Perfect. of course he gonna knows when to shoot. I mean, last year it didn't look like that, though, when I was watching the games. This year, I feel like he's more comfortable. He settled in. He knows, okay, I can shoot in. This is when I give it to him, and he do his thing. I, 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 think I think it's I'm more.
0: Really, I'm relieved. Really, for me, I'm crediting Mike. him. Oh,
1: no, yeah, no doubt. I, I give him that yeah. for sure. That's the main factor. Mm-hmm. But I say also Eric Bledsoe, and then Brooke Lopez, too. Brooke Lopez has been yeah. a sleeper. Yeah, he's that's been like, a sleeper. That's
0: what I said, I was like. That's what I said. That's not. I said they signed Brooke Lopez, and I was like, and that was proved
1: to be a great addition. Yeah, well, I mean, none of them were obviously on this topic. I mean, we should probably do the MVP rankings. Hold up,
0: bro. I have a question, bro. Hold up. I have a question. Did you have a problem with Kyrie's comments about calling LeBron? Because I I was watching uh, Charles Barkley and all of them mm-hmm. on the NBA on TNT, and um, they were talking about they had a problem with it because they were. Th- because they said Kyrie was throwing his teammates under the bus. And I was just like, I don't see it as that. Like, I didn't really see saying, basically saying, oh, Kyrie's better than everybody, so you guys all suck. Is, that, is he's, I, saying, he's saying, like, oh, it's not my fault. It's your guy's fault. I was like, I don't see that at all. No, yeah. I see it is just more, literally, Kyrie called LeBron because he didn't know how hard it was to be a leader. Like, because at, at that age, he didn't understand that. And now that he got older... I mean he is the best player on the Celtics. He started to realize like, okay, this is actually really difficult to make sure like to see where they're at, where their minds at and get their minds focused on that. I don't if anything, question his leadership. But not
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I don't I don't really see that. I mean I would just especially I mean he explained why he said it. I mean anyway. I mean why he called him. Instead of calling him because uh I would apologize for, you know, basically like you said the leadership but also because at that point in time he was that kid Mm -hmm. basically where tatum and brown and the rest of them are he was that kid where lebron had to lead him and so he's apologizing for that and i mean i'm sure he asked them some other things and they talked about different things but i don't think it was really taking a shot at the younger guys i mean i think the younger guys understand that they really do still have a lot to learn as far as winning Mm -hmm. because they didn't win the championship last year so they haven't got it done Kyrie has won the championship and i mean i don't really see a problem with his uh his comments at all but i mean obviously everybody's going to feel a certain way about a certain thing Mm -hmm. but yeah i didn't see a problem with it neither
0: now we can proceed to mvp yeah like i was saying (laughs) look it bro you know it's really hard for me to pick the MVP because now I'm kind of relating stuff to, to Kobe's situation mm-hmm. and just relating it to Hart, like Harden and I'm like bro Giannis has a good resume to win MVP yeah I mean having, he had, he's having a quiet MVP year, and I think no one's really giving him the respect and talking about him I mean granted he plays in Milwaukee so but I don't know man, I gotta give it to shoot, man. I gotta give it to Harden.
1: You're going Harden. wow gotta, We both switched. You said Giannis <laughs> last time I said Harden. Now you're Harden and I'm Giannis. It's
0: hard, bro. I told you it's hard. It can go it can go back and forth. It's just I'm going Harden. I mean, the dude is over averaging about forty points in the last what ten games? Yeah. I mean, that's phenomenal. Then he's getting triple double with fifty while scoring fifty points. Like not only he's carrying a lot, he's carrying the Houston Rockets back to. They were last place, almost last place in the West, and now they what? Now, now they're, they're fourth. Now they're fourth in the Western Conference. He's averaging 35.4 points per game, 8.5 assists, and 6.3 rebounds. Mind you, Chris Paul's hurt. Now Ka- Ka- now Capella is hurt. Eric Gordon was hurt. A lot of people are missing time. So I mean, and he's carrying, and he's basically carrying them all to the victories. He's gonna burn out eventually. So. Probably when he burns out, I'm gonna go with Giannis. But <laughs> as of right now, if I had to award it today, because the MVP is a regular season award, I'm That's going. True. I have to go with James Harden. Like and I, like I said, it goes back and forth. But dude's playing that just dude scoring is just too much. He's playing at a too high, too high of a level right now. I mean, a remarkable level. Um, yeah, bro. I mean, it's, it's a hard MVP. I mean, it's a hard mvp race i mean for me it's gonna go james harden giannis of course Giannis is uh second but he's like literally pushing for that first right there he's literally right there and then paul george is third
1: you said paul george is third yeah i i agree with that paul george being third but my first i'm going Giannis, and then i'm going Harden. i just i don't know just the way he's doing it i mean Obviously, the East is a lot easier than the West, mm-hmm. but still, the way the way they've been playing in the East, the steps for they've taken as a team, but also as him as a player, I mean, the way he's just dominating, it's ridiculous, you know?
0: And I, no, and I, and I get it, and I get what you're saying, because, like, like I said, it goes back and forth. The fact that the Bucks are literally, like, number one ranked in offense, I mean, Giannis is, the team, the Bucks are already a, a really good defensive team, it's just...
1: And I think that's too hard will give me, because you just made me think about it, will give him the edge for Giannis.
0: And they're first in the East.
1: Yeah, they're first in the oh, East. Oh, first but, in the NBA. Um, oh, he plays. Harden's got better defense, let me say that. But Giannis is top tier on both sides, offense and defense. So he's taking the full responsibility on both sides. That's why, I mean, it's hard for me not to give him the MVP. Yes, Harden is shouldering the load, but mainly on offense. Giannis is offense and defense, and it's—I mean—it's just hard to ignore the stuff he's doing. Oh yeah, it so is. yeah, I mean, obviously my switch. Oh my Like bad. I said, from week to week basis, I'm going is Giannis. And my Rockets are six, bro.
0: My oh six? Yeah, yeah, it's
1: going back and forth. So
0: yeah, it really is, bro. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, like I said, when when Harden burns out, then it's going back to Giannis.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe Paul and. Man, well, Eric Gordon and then Mike.
0: Eric Gordon, Gordon is back.
1: Yeah, that's so, what I'm Capella's saying. Capella's
0: not going to be back until All-Star. Break. Well, but I'm Chris saying. Chris Paul's out for, so, like, end of February. Yeah, I'm saying, like, I'm like, saying
1: Eric Gordon back to playing, like, great basketball, though. Because, you know, they've been, part of the reason why Harden's been having a carry, because even when they were healthy, they weren't playing that good. I mean, Capella, he was having his games where he'd go 20-20, but in some games, it's like he's 10-5. and 5. I'm like, that's, you know, that's a, that's under underwhelming play for a uh, capella his mm-hmm. type of player and then eric gordon he was struggling he started picking up until he got hurt but he was struggling at first two um so when they finally get back to playing well then we'll see if he's burnt out by that time and i mean he might be but then again at that time depending on when they start playing well they might actually need him still to play well to stay in the playoff race so it's gonna be some. It's gonna be an interesting storyline for them uh, down uh, farther down in the future.
0: Yeah, the awards this year are pretty interesting. Yeah, but we'll get on that. We'll get on that topic for another day. You know. So, thank you for tuning in and listening. Uh, you know, subscribe. You know, follow, follow us. Like, like the video. We should be moving to iTunes pretty soon. So, I think all of our episodes should be moved to should be moved to itunes pretty soon uh you basically you'll be just just download the post podcast network app um and you know event. i think by this week we'll be on there mm-hmm. so but again thank you for listening i'm your host cameron winston you know you listen to soul of the game
1: this is chris reed thank you for tuning in make sure you follow us subscribe like we're saying mine is chris reed underscore king dreams let us know some topics anything you want to discuss mm-hmm. just send it through and you know we'll talk about it on here as long as it's appropriate but yeah we'll talk about it on here we we'll talk know.
0: about inappropriate stuff as well <laughs> it don't matter
1: wow <laughs>
0: <laughs> now nah, oh yeah and you know follow the official twitter for soul of the game at soul s-o-l-e of course of the underscore game you know and, we'll, you know, I'll be on there interacting, posting threads and everything, polls. Yeah, right, you got to do that thread job. All right, guys, have a good one. You know, have a good weekend. We'll see you next week.